Welcome back to episode 10 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free, where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Season 1 was released in 2015 by Studio JC Staff. It has 13 episodes and comes in both a sub and a dub. I personally would recommend the sub version. I find the voices fit the characters much better in the sub. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Damachi for short follows a new adventurer named Belle Cornell. In the city of Arario lies a tower-style dungeon in which adventurers clear floors by defeating increasingly difficult monsters. Unfortunately for Belle, who is still limited to the base of the dungeon, a mid-tier minotaur escaped to the lower levels, almost killing Belle in its rampage. Belle is saved by the sword princess, Eyes Wallenstein, a high-ranking adventurer who Belle immediately falls for. In order to feel worthy to stand beside Eyes, Belle makes it his mission to become stronger by advancing further into the dungeon. As far as the world that is built in the Damachi universe, gods from all different religion and belief systems are incorporated. It's not just Greek mythology. From Ganesha, Loki, and others, all the gods decided to seal away their divine powers and live amongst the humans, creating their own little sects known as familias. Damachi is almost like a video game. It's an interesting level-based system that you can't just grind and upgrade overnight. It takes months, if not years, for most adventurers to go from one level to the next. There are ability points, a ranking system that goes from I to S class. I really enjoyed the variety of monster types in the dungeon specifically, and the fact that once a monster is killed, they burst into like a cloud, leaving behind a purple magic stone that are then traded in for valleys, which is like the currency of the city. There are also item drops, different forms of magic, you have blacksmithing, potion creation. This was a fun, well thought out, almost RPG system that plays like a game. Bell is someone who off the top of my head I can't compare to any other anime main character. He has white hair and red eyes, his casual wears all black clothing with a brown jacket and boots. His battle gear is white and red light armor that he buys from the back corner of a shop. And if you follow along with my reviews, you know that I like my characters armored up. I love Bell's character design, and though he's exposed in certain areas, it complements his fighting style as he's very quick on his feet, bouncing in and out of attacking enemies from all over. He's not just some strong build that's going to stand in front of someone and hit them with power shots. I really like the look and idea behind Bell's Hestia knife, how it grows with him, and for 200 million valleys, it better be impressive. On the other hand, literally on the other hand, I don't like his knife that's forged out of the minotaur horn. It's thick and clunky, and looking red, it just stands out. Though it is better than those cheap daggers he was constantly buying that continued to break on him. The same goes for Bell's green arm brace or gauntlet, whatever you want to call it. Much like the minotaur knife, it just looked out of place. Bell's initial motivation was instilled in him from his grandfather on how the best part of being an adventurer is saving girls and getting them to fall for you. Then, the exact opposite happens when a girl saves him. He becomes smitten with eyes right away, almost giddy when he asks Ina about her at the guild. He gets embarrassed and runs from her every other time he comes in contact with her. On the other side, girls flock to Bell as if he has a literal chick magnet in his pocket. But he's so uninterested, it's almost laughable. Every girl this man comes across, panties drop, and he doesn't recognize it at all. I'll give you the best example. When Hermes takes an unknowing Bell to spy on all the girls bathing on the 18th floor, Bell falls out of the tree into the water and there's a moment of shock, but none of the girls freak out. Lily, Hestia, the two Amazon girls, and even Eyes. No one tried to send him away, they were just all kind of chill with it. Bell's the one who overreacted and ran away screaming. 
Hestia is portrayed as like your token useless goddess. She's not very strong or smart. Bella is the only person that is in her familia, and she has a crush on him. We constantly see her jealous when other girls come around Belle. The best moment is when she sees him and eyes together. She's just like, geez, Belle, it's always a new girl with you. Belle may not have romantic love with Hestia, but he cares for her so much. She was the only goddess that would take him in to be part of her familia. We see Hestia relies on her friendships with other god and goddesses to get by. Hephaestus puts her on a payment plan for creating Belle's weapon. She also helped Hestia get the abandoned church where her and Belle live. I always enjoy churches as like a home base. The Last of Us had Bill's armory under a church and he uses the back room as like a safe house. And I liked when it was just Belle and Hestia held up in the church. Hestia is a lesser known goddess, but she is seemingly well liked by most other gods. Freya, the goddess of beauty who is like our behind the scenes villain in this series, approaches Hestia at the party to speak with her right away. We see her talking to multiple people at the bathhouse getting ready for her date with Belle. And Hestia has to be the goddess of luck because she never faces any consequences. Gods are not allowed in the dungeon. Hestia doesn't just peek her head in, she goes on an overnight trip to the 18th floor. Goddesses can't use their powers. Hestia transforms into a Super Saiyan god, and nothing comes as punishment for doing these things. Then we get to Eyes, who's like a powerful swordswoman in the Loki family, and from Loki's own account, Eyes is her favorite. We see her easily clean up monsters from the Monsterphilia disaster. She's been known to take down a floor boss on her own. And Eyes, same as Belle, has armor, but is vulnerable in certain uncovered places. Supposedly her chest plate only covers part of her right side, so when she draws her sword it won't get stuck underneath the plate, but if she gets stabbed in the titty, she's gonna wish she had a full set of armor. Eyes is the type of character to have like a very blank face most times, always doing the anime head tilt, doesn't really show emotion, the only time we see her concerned is when she's wondering if Bell is scared of her because he always runs away. And sometimes he doesn't even run away, he just rolls away. <laughs> we also see just how dense Eyes can be at times, it makes for some fun moments. I like Eyes and Bell's connection. When they both train, they have someone that they want to catch up to. My favorite part of their training is her repeatedly knocking Belle out and him screaming as he wakes up from her lap. The next character is Lily. Lily is like a support character. She carries a ginormous backpack full of supplies and picks up magic stones so Belle can continue fighting. In season one, Lily's like an NPC. They don't really do much for you in battle, but when they actually do contribute, it's like, oh, that was nice. Once again, I don't know why The Last of Us is on my mind, but it's like Ellie. When she throws a brick and it's actually helpful, and she's not just standing in the open behind zero cover being useless, it's like, oh, that was actually helpful, thanks. Lily eventually becomes a trusted member of the crew, but it was a bad start. She was in a tough spot with some bad people, which Belle saved her from, and how does she return the favor? She steals money from him, even though he paid her more than anyone else. She steals his knife twice, and she drags him to the high floors just to get him surrounded and then leaves him to die. But Belle being the pushover he is... Still goes to save her. Belle's biggest problem is he's too much of a naive nice guy. He always sees the good in people to a fault, and though it drives his character, it bites him in the ass just as much. He needs to get off his I'll save a girl because she's a girl kick. The samurai girl Mikoto played her part in screwing him over by dumping all the enemies on Belle's party. This is the whole reason they have to go further into the dungeon, fighting for their lives, eventually facing a floor boss. And after all the things she puts Belle through, his concern is still for her state of mind. He lies after her apology saying, oh, if I was in that position, I may have done the same thing. No the hell you wouldn't. You're a gem. You would never do that to somebody. Screw her guilty conscience. You and all your friends almost died. And then we get to Seer. Now, I have to be honest, I didn't realize this on my first watch through, but Seer hustles the absolute shit out of Belle. 
At first, it seems like she's just a kind girl who returned the magic stone Bell had supposedly dropped. But as Bell comments, we the audience see that he turned in all his magic stones the day before. She used this as an excuse to stop and talk with him. Then when she hears his stomach growl, she gives him her packed lunch. And like she says, it's no problem for her because she can just eat at the pub. So now she's got Bell hooked. He feels indebted to her for returning the magic stone, then giving him food. So he agrees to eat dinner at the pub later that night. When he gets there, the owner keeps adding food that he didn't order running up his bill to where she even comments like, I'm going to get a great tip tonight. She made back what she lost from that magic stone multiple times over. Seer took Belle to the cleaners. Then because she forgot to take her wallet, Belle ends up fighting a giant yeti gorilla looking beast. Then she gives him the grimoire, which does give him firebolt magic, but still, it wasn't hers to give. It makes Belle feel guilty going to apologize to Mamma Mia because the text in the book disappeared. Her final finesse is getting him to do the dishes at the pub for her when she was just goofing off. She causes nothing but problems for Belle. And I'll admit that I'm being a real hater right now because all of this aside, I do really like Seer as a character. She's the only one I'd want Belle to go for instead of eyes. So then we get to Welf. I liked Welf a lot. It was nice to give Belle like a male friend. So it's not just him and his hundred ladies. Welf brings his blacksmithing skills to the table. He made both Belle's armor and the minotaur knife. He's a really decent adventurer, handles that big-ass sword very well, and he has some cool magic on top of it. I enjoyed us getting a well-rounded party member to help Bell lighten his load, not having to do all the fighting. Wilf's history and ideology on making magical weapons was really well-written. Wilf was a good character that I had interest in. Then we get to the fights. Even the smaller action pieces where Bell is just taking on a few enemies in the dungeon were really nicely done. One point that comes to mind is he's swallowed by a frog, and then you see the eye filled with blood before Bell rips his way out of it. The fight with the giant silverback gorilla, the first time we actually get to see Bell in action with the Hestia knife. I didn't give too much thought about this myself, I actually got it from a YouTube channel called Reanimated. They do all kinds of cool anime reactions over there on their channel, so go check them out. They were losing their minds because the entire time this gorilla is chasing them down, Hestia has the knife and she never gives it to Bell. I like the fact that they kind of pointed that out. There were so many missed opportunities to be like, hey, Belle, take this. The fight itself was solid. We see Belle's speed and agility. He's dancing around the beast because he can't go head up against it. The music to him using the clothesline is like a slingshot to deliver the final blow. The gorilla was just a great mini boss. And I was happy eyes actually saw Belle kick some ass. So then we get to the Minotaur fight. The psychological hurdle Belle has to overcome just in fighting the same creature was enough on its own. You see after one hit, Bell's armor is completely destroyed, letting you know if he gets hit again, it's over. Bell stands his ground, not letting eyes save him again, and from the acrobatics of Bell to him switching fighting hands mid-battle, it was really cool. We also get to see though he prefers knives, he can also fight with a sword. Bell countering the horn because of eyes training, like this fight was just an amalgamation of everything we've seen so far. Bell put everything together in this fight. And then the way he finishes off the Minotaur by filling up all the cuts with Firebolt until he explodes from the inside. I mean the creativity alone. This was the best fight in the series in my opinion. And I was happy people were there to see it. It reminded me of Naruto vs Pain. The villagers are not on the missions with Naruto so they don't get to see how great he is. So the shinobi with the Byakugan and the slug letting everyone know Naruto's out here whooping Pain's ass. And that everyone needed to stay away because he didn't want them getting in the way. It reminds me kind of like what happens here in Damachi, like, especially after what Bet did at the restaurant. Good thing Belle had that agility increase to run away, not being caught. Imagine having the girl that you love see you crying after her friend roasts you. And the ending shot with Belle knocked out on his feet and all his S-ranked abilities, it was just perfection. And then we had the fight against the Goliath. 
Nothing irks me more than when the final fight isn't as good as a fight earlier in the season. And like I said, the Minotaur fight is my favorite fight, but this battle did not disappoint. All the top tier fighters had already left, so it was up to our team to figure out a way to beat the boss. The red filter that covered the entirety of the fight was really cool. And what I loved is that it wasn't just Bell, everyone worked together to take down this monster. Seeing Rue's wind attack, Makoto using her gravity cube, Welf using a magical item, and just a quick side note, I like that magical items shatter after a certain number of uses, it keeps people from being overpowered. And then we have Bell, he comes in with that massive Argonaut blast, but the Goliath's regenerative powers are still going strong, so Bell jumps in and shatters the massive purple crystal to end the fight. The way they were cutting between Bell, his grandfather, and Hermes, all talking about rising to be the coolest hero, was hilarious. This long speech that ends with, be cool. Also, they reveal that Bell's grandfather is Zeus. What an awesome way to end a fight and end a season. So now we're going to get into best girl waifu and harem. And for me, best girl is Rue. I love the, I'm just a simple waitress with a dark past story. You'll get sick of hearing me say it, but I like armor on my characters. But Rue barely wears clothes and fights with a stick. Regardless of that, she is still more badass than 90% of the active adventurers we see. I loved her noticing Belle's knife up Lily's sleeve and disarming her with a coin. Her backstory, avenging her familia by any means necessary, then being taken in by Mamba Mia. She is best girl. She also wins quote of the series, I don't want to get violent, I always end up going too far, if that wasn't some scary shit. Now as for waifu, I can't put any of the Damachi characters in waifu category. And I know this is going to piss off my boy Blase, because we watched the series around the same time, and Eyes is like one of his top tier waifus, so I know he's going to be pissed at this. And same for harem, I'm leaving my harem empty for this series. So now we get into final thoughts. I love season 1 of Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. The fights are great, the world design amazing, exploring the different floors of the dungeon, all the different familias and the characters in them. Damachi is just a fun series. In terms of rewatchability, I've probably seen it through 3 if not 4 times now, and I can say for me Damachi season 1 is one of my top 10 most enjoyable anime seasons I have ever seen so far. So yeah, it's safe to say that I would recommend you go watch it. Alright, that's going to be it for this week. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.